Hey everyone, it's Mickey here. You're listening to Mini Wikipedia and Happy New Year. If you're listening to this on the 1st when it is released, how fabulous. I hope you had an awesome end of your year and you're ready to embark on a fresh and even more awesome 2024. It is interesting, eh? Everyone talks about the new year as, I really hope it's better than the last like last year was like a complete dog. And certainly we have had our fair share of pretty tumultuous years, given the COVIDs, given everything else in the world. But I hope at least from 2023, you had some real success in some areas. And certainly I hope that from a diet exercise perspective, you really felt like you were on top of your game, or now you know the drill and you know the tools and you're feeling more confident going into 2024. Despite all that, I wonder who is setting New Year's resolutions. Now, New Year's resolutions are often dismissed as being a surefire way to be unsuccessful with what you want to achieve. And that is really interesting, actually, because, in fact, goals can have some sort of temporal bound. And when you say, I say temporal, they're sort of time sensitive, like when you set New Year's resolution goals or you start everything, start your diet on a Monday, or you choose a a point in time that is also bound to something else happening, like seasonal goals and, and things like that. This notion of a temporal bound goal actually does tend to be more successful because people can brush off past failures as their old self, quote unquote, and attach new behaviors with their present or future self. So it certainly is a shift in mindset about the person that you are and the person that you want to become. So they do have an easier time of identifying with the health behavior that they are trying to master. So the idea that New Year's resolutions are not a great idea, I don't really think holds true for a lot of people. And in fact, despite the fact that you hear that 90% of people who make resolutions fail to follow through by the end of February, there have been studies that show this is not in fact the case. And a survey of over a thousand people revealed that 55% of them deemed themselves to be successful at the end of one year of setting New Year's resolutions. And of course, you might be asking yourself, well, what does that person think is success? But it doesn't really matter what what they think is successful. What's important is it was successful in their mind. It's really easy to sort of judge other people and judge their notions of success or failure, I think. And if you find that you're this person, that you have a little judgy voice in your head when someone might share a goal or share, share an achievement or something like that, then maybe your 2024 goal might be to try to be a little less judgmental. I don't know. Anyway, two things of note in this study, which I think is super applicable regardless of where you're at and when you set your goals, is that goals tend to be more successful or you uh, you view yourself as more successful when you set yourself an approach-oriented goal and not an avoidance-oriented goal. As in, you choose something because you want to get an outcome not because you want to avoid the alternative. For example, I want to get better at swimming, so I'm going to swim three times a week rather than I better up my swimming to three times a week so I don't look like a dick in the water because I'm swimming too slow. 
The other thing that this study found was that those that had additional social support throughout the year were more likely to be successful. And this is hardly surprising because we know just how effective having a cheerleading squad is. And certainly when I dive into weight maintenance literature, as I spend a lot of my time in that space, it is certainly one of the key elements of success is that you've got that social support network, be it in person, in like in your immediate sort of family and friend group, or you've got a community that you belong to, be it a CrossFit gym, a group like my Mondays Matter group, even Weight Watchers. This is one of the elements of success is having other people support you along the way. So do remember that when you are making goals in and around nutrition to tell other people around you. So often, you know, the the comments I get from people are that they are afraid to go out and socialize or go to someone's house for dinner because they're not going to be served something that aligns with their health goals. Now, regardless of whether or not you you or I think it's important that one person misses this one particular meal, I think the most important aspect of this story is that the person doesn't feel comfortable telling their very good friend that they've got this diet goal to begin with. And we almost don't give the people in our life the opportunity to support us. We've already decided that they're not going to support our goals or we haven't given them the opportunity to really shine in that role. And I think that's the key element from that sort of anecdote. A cheerleading squad is key. And certainly this research also found that that was the case. The other thing that research also shows us about goal setting is that If it is normalized that achieving a goal is difficult rather than that it should be a breeze, people are more likely to continue to engage with it. If something is sold as being easy or achievable, then the idea that if their goal isn't achieved or they feel like they've fallen down at the first hurdle, the person then feels like a failure and that they will give up because everyone else around them is easily achieving these goals. And that is far from the case. So we need to be upfront about how hard it can be to change your diet or to change your exercise routines. And people need to be aware of this, that it's a constant work on. And I would say the same is true of mindset as well. And I was having this conversation with a friend of mine on a run this morning, actually, and we were just chatting about eating over the Christmas period and her realization that actually to stay grounded in her nutrition principles is always going to be a constant work on for her. But she's aware of that now. So if you fall short of your own expectations on a day, two days or three days, understanding that it is hard to stay on track 100% of the time, nigh on impossible, and understanding that that's a work on is, I think, the real success here. And I think this is almost bringing in that perfectionist versus progressive mindset. If someone has their perfectionist mindset, then they're going to have these expectations that are unrealistic for themselves. Therefore, if they don't meet them, they're more likely to just sort of blow up and um, give everything away. That all or nothing mindset. Whereas if someone has that progressive mindset and they have expectations but understand that it does take discipline and it does take work to continue on that sort of path of diet success, then if they do sort of hit a hurdle, 
and things don't go according to plan, they just sort of pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and then off they go. Be aware that understanding that things are a work on, I think, is the success, not the fact that something will then just be easy. And I certainly know this too. Like there are things in mindset, and mindset is a big one. And it's a big one when it comes to diet and exercise success. And it does require the acceptance, I suppose, that you're not always going to be motivated to do it. Yet those are the times where you have to push through. And you sort of do have to dig in and it is discipline because even the people that you follow on social media who appear to be living the lifestyle that you might aspire to live in terms of health and fitness, not every day is easy and not every day feels easy. It's just that they know this and they kick in the discipline. And then on other days, it doesn't feel like discipline. Understanding that, I think that's where the secret source lies and the success lies. So understanding that something is difficult, and this is what research has also told us, will then allow you to have some grace for yourself if you're not 100% all of the time. And I think particularly a new year, when we start these new habits and these new sort of fresh approaches, know that, that there will be some hiccups along the way, but knowing how to sort of deal and move on is the thing that then allows you to be successful over time. Another key feature of successful goal setting is to link a superordinate goal, so one that is bigger, broader, and is the overarching goal, with smaller subordinate goals, which are more specific. And you guys know that as well. So, you know, a good example of this is when people announce that they will get healthier in 2024. This is their superordinate goal. It's pretty vague and it's pretty ambiguous, despite the fact that it's setting an intention and it isn't useless. However, there isn't any real plan to get them there. However, when this is linked to subordinate goals, such as I'm going to exercise three times a week, or I'm going to eat vegetables at two of my meals each day, there's a little more specificity to it and more of a plan in place to enable the person to reach their overarching goal. Other terms for these goals are outcome goals and process goals. And for what it's worth, this is something that we might recognize in some people who truly would change their diet, but it can feel a bit overwhelming to them as there are so many areas where they could make change to get, quote unquote, get healthier. But these small subordinate goals can give you something to focus on day in and day out, and you can gain confidence as you achieve them. And it is, it's like you're just putting more reps on the board you're able to sort of tick something off every day or every week. And then when you look back, you realize just how far you've come. And these might be something like planning your lunch and dinner meals each week, shooting for 30 grams of protein at each meal. Obviously, you might, if you're not already aware or familiar with, you might have to figure out what these actually are, what that actually looks like. Committing to vegetables at lunch and dinner. Making sure that you're hydrated. So, but I mean, that's more of a sort of a superordinate goal. Uh, a subordinate goal would be drink 750 mils before lunch and 750 mils before dinner of water. Another goal might be to get rid of food from your house you don't want to be eating. But also be honest about if this one is actually possible. 
because of course you aren't the only person in your house, but often people actually have things in there which they don't really need to have and their excuses is for the visitors that come in each week. So actually have a really good understanding of or a good awareness of what we think is possible but what is actually possible. Make a goal of five alcohol-free days each week and stick to it. And also, you know, sign up to the waitlist for Monday's Matter and outsource your nutrition, meal planning and prep and diet stuff to experts like me and Darren. That would be another one too. Your superordinate goal might be this weight loss goal. It might be a sports-related goal, anything like that. But there always has to be a plan in place for how you're going to achieve it. To just want to eat healthier or just want to lose weight doesn't really give you any sort of roadmap as to how you're going to get there. And that's really key. So What you want is those specific and measurable goals so you can name exactly what it is you are doing. You want those goals to be achievable, i.e. don't aim to lose 12 kilos in 12 weeks because for most people that's pretty unachievable. Why not set yourself less lofty targets or in fact don't don't set your goal around weight loss set your goal around those habits and behaviors that are going to get you there like the vegetables and the protein that I talked about also make them realistic so if you're currently going to bed at 11 o'clock and know it's too late for you don't say to yourself that you're going to be in bed by 9 p.m each night because that's like this massive difference in your bedtime hours. Why don't you start with saying, I'm going to make sure I'm in bed by 10.45 p.m., lights out. So you actually have these small stepping stones rather than this huge gulf. And then making your goals relevant to your life and your current situation. So you are changing something in your day-to-day life that will help you solve the problem. And Again, putting in place a time for when they will be achieved. So do make them time-bound at the other end as well. So these goals are temporal because you're doing them at New Year's, but you don't want to have this vague in the future sometime that will happen because you will lose focus fairly quickly and fairly easily. And instead, put into place some sort of time um, attached to it when you want to achieve it. And Tell your friends and family. Most people need support when they make dietary change, but we're just too hesitant to reach out to those that we spend the most time with to let them know. And then we're so worried about people being offended when we don't, you know, eat a certain food that they might make or something. So the onus is on you to share your goals with them because they're not mind readers, right? And 25% of people break their New Year's resolutions in the first week, but that doesn't mean that you will. And in fact, 43% of people expect to fail by February. And I don't need to tell you that if you have that mindset that you're going to fail, then it's a given that you're not going to be successful. Mindset is everything, particularly when it comes to lifestyle change. Because if it were easy, or if it was an information or lack of information problem, we wouldn't have a problem, would we? Because information is everywhere. You've just got to have the mindset that you can achieve it. So go into any new goal or project to change something, you've got to be committed, motivated, determined, and you've got to be a person that believes that it can be done. Just because you're doing it on January the 1st doesn't automatically write off the fact that you're going to be successful, as a lot of people might tell you. You can absolutely be successful with your New Year's resolutions. 
just got to have the mindset that you can be. And I've often talked about Richard Wiseman's book, The As If Principle. The book's interesting enough. You don't have to read it, though, to get the gist of it. In essence, you act as if you're already the person that you want to be. Part of that, though, is understanding where you're at right now. Whilst you're setting your New Year's resolutions and your specific, your achievable, your measurable and very relevant goals, having an understanding and appreciation for where you're at right now. Because if you don't understand where you're at, it can then make it harder to sort of implement the change. And part of that understanding of where you're at is knowing which behaviors lead you there, i.e. I just drank too much last year, or I didn't organize myself for my meals, so I ate out too much, or I got to bed too late, so my goal of getting up early to go to the gym just never happened. You know, understand sort of what led you to where you're at right now, because that'll help you make these other goals that help you inevitably change. And other things that can really help get you in the headspace for goal setting and staying engaged in the process is of course engaging in that mindset work because that's the thing that's going to ultimately keep you where you need to be. I mentioned the As If Principle by Richard Wiseman. Can I also mention Arnold Schwarzenegger and his book Be Useful? Not everyone's going to love it. I totally loved it. Dave Goggins might be the thing that really kind of drives you to continue to get up every day and push towards your goals. Tim Ferriss, his books, The Tool of Titans and Tribe of Mentors, they're super easy, dip in and dip out. I love them for understanding the mind of people who are successful and there are always take-homes and they don't always involve a two-hour morning routine. Nicole LaPera and her book, How to Do the Work. In fact, her Instagram account, The Holistic Psychologist, is excellent and might be more accessible to a lot of people. And of course, James Clear, The Atomic Habits. If you have listened to a few podcast interviews with him, if you follow him on social media, if you sign up to his newsletter, you probably don't even need to read the book because his content is littered everywhere in these channels that I just mentioned. And it's just a super easy daily reminder. And I find for me that if I engage daily in mindset material, it really helps me keep on task in the areas that I constantly feel like a failure in. And I can shift that mindset. And hey, look, if I can do it, really anyone can. So they're my thoughts on New Year's resolutions. I think they're worthwhile. I think you you don't have to set them, but it's all about drawing a line in the sand, right? So if this is the year where you're achieving your health goals, I want you to be successful. And hopefully these little sort of tips help. Anyway, happy new year. Hope you spent your festive season doing what you love with the people that you love. And uh, I look forward to another year bringing you mini Wikipedia episodes. If you've got any topic suggestions or something you want me to cover, please don't hesitate to DM me. You'll find me on Facebook at Mickey Willardin Nutrition, over on Instagram and Twitter, and threads at Mickey Willardin. In fact, I don't think it's called Twitter anymore, but I keep ignoring the fact it's called X because it feels a bit weird just saying X. Or send an inquiry through my website, mickeywillardin.com, and 
get your new year off to a great start. All right, team, have the best day and week. See you later.